You ready? I am. Okay, cool. All right, this is Title Health on Point with Dr. Gupta. We are talking women's health in three, two, Hey again, everyone. Welcome to Title Health on Point. I'm Roger, Director of Strategic Communications at Title Health and your host of the program. On the show today, we have Dr. Abha Gupta, who is with Title Health OBGYN, and we're going to be discussing women's health, a very important topic. Dr. Gupta, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It is great to have you here. You are the first timer to the show today. So as we always do with people who are here for the first time on the program, we ask you to take a couple of minutes and tell our listeners and our viewers something about you. Okay. So hi, everybody. Um, I am originally from India. I did my initial training there and had an opportunity to come to the States, which of course I took. And um, I did my master's in public health from Virginia Commonwealth University, and I did my residency from Rutgers University up in New Jersey. And uh, I've been here since 2005, so it's been 17 years since I've had the pleasure of uh, taking care of the women of this community, and it has been my pleasure and a great delight in my life to be here. And you're based out of Seaford, correct? I am, yes. I have been living there actually since 2005. So I will start you off with a real easy question. Absolutely. Uh, I'm a guy. Yes. You know, I'm from the other side of the fence when it comes to women's health, right? right? So why don't you tell me what your role is as a gynecologist to help me better understand what you do? Okay. So a gynecologist is a specialist who works with women's health, women's health care, with a focus on the female reproductive system. So, yes, technically we take care of you know, things below the belt, as you say. Uh, but we do take care of the women as a whole. Uh, statistics have shown that uh, women between the ages of 18 to 45, 56% of those women only see their OBGYNs. Uh, they don't have a primary care physician. So we are in a unique position to take care of these women, not just their female reproductive system, but actually look at them as a whole and treat them and, you know, guide them, and make appropriate referrals, make sure that, you know, the health as a whole is taken care of. Do you think that's because women are more comfortable with their GYN? They, do you just feel that way? I don't know whether they're just comfortable, but yes, you have to understand it's a very intimate relationship you have with your gynecologist uh, because you are completely you know, in a very vulnerable position yes, at that time when you're being examined by that person. And I like to think that a gynecologist's office is a safe space for them. It's a place where they can open up. Uh, they can talk about things that in normal societies consider taboo. Um, you know, things you, you can't just go and talk to your hairdresser about, you know, how, you s how your cycles are or, you know, you have some sort of a growth. You know, it's not a broken ankle that you can just, you know, show off your cast. So... I think that definitely makes them feel more comfortable because they can discuss things that they might hesitate to talk to someone else. That's a great point. The question I always ask every physician who comes on this program is, was there that point in your life, that aha moment where the light bulb went off and you said, I want to do medicine for a career? And if so, when was that for you? Well, uh, to be honest, my father was a surgeon, so... I think so you grew up with I that. grew up with that. I just knew I wanted to be a physician. It was never a second choice in my mind. I think since I was six, I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. 
Um, so I did go into medical school and um, did debate about radiology and you know other subjects. And then I still remember very vividly, I was a third year medical student and I got a chance to deliver a baby. And that was it. That was that aha moment. I said, damn girl, I'm going to do this. So <laughs> that's great. And that's my next question too. Um, with so many specialties out there, you complete medical school. You could have gone anywhere. Absolutely. You chose gynecology. Yes. Was it Was it that moment yes. of delivering yes. the baby? Absolutely. The beautiful, beautiful moment of holding this warm weekly body and then handing this baby to the mother. I think that's the greatest moment. It never grows old. No. You never get tired of it. No. It's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. It's the greatest miracle of life. And to be a part of that journey, to be included in that, I'm very lucky that I, I get to do that day in and day out. It is so awesome to hear you say that. Yes, absolutely. You know, women are the drivers of healthcare. I think we both would, ag- would agree with that. And it's the women who say to their husbands, to their boyfriends, to their fathers, go in and get checked. Are, are women good about taking care of themselves as well? Um. Sadly, no. I think women are caregivers mostly. Mm-hmm. So they a lot of times put their health in the back burner. You know, they're focused on their family, their children. A lot of them are caregivers for their parents, you know, aging parents, they're taking care of their husband, their children. So unfortunately, no, women are not very good at uh, taking care of themselves. How often as a GYN would you like to have your patients see you and how often would you like them to see their primary care provider if they have one? What I would say annually, uh, you should see both your GYN and your primary care doctor once a year, definitely. And you would encourage women to have a primary care physician too, I'm assuming, correct? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We can take care of, you know, minor things. I mean, absolutely, you have a cold, I can absolutely give you medication. But, you know, if you have something that is a little bit more serious, that needs a little bit more in-depth investigation, then you know, her primary care doctor would be the best person to go for. In your GYN practice, what are some of the common conditions or even concerns that you see in women and you try to help women get through? So uh, what I've noticed over the course of these many years that I've been in practice, that women sometimes tend to think that the things that are going through their body is normal when it's not. And so they might be bleeding for days and think that, oh, this, this is, you know, I'm a woman, I'm going to bleed. So, you know, so they might come to you having bled 10 days out of a month, which is not normal. And not never really looked for any kind of solution for that problem. Or they be, might be in pain or, uh, you know, a lot of other issues that they might have never addressed thinking that it was normal, which sadly there are so many options out there that can be uh, uh, given to these patients to improve their quality of life. Every woman is different, right? So, I mean, is there is 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 normal normal for for everyone? I would assume not. Absolutely not. And that's that's the reason they should come and talk to their doctor and be honest and tell them what's going on because then your physician can kind of guide you and tell you, wait a second, this is not normal. This is something that we should look into and let me help you. Let me make your life a little better because. Why are you suffering through all this? Yeah, great point. We talked at the beginning of the program, women are at their most vulnerable point when they're visiting their GYN. How do you make them feel comfortable if they're nervous coming in to see you? So I always tell the patients when I introduce myself that I like to give them the option of how they would like that um, appointment to go. Um, 
I always tell them communication is very, very important. You have to let your physician know if you're uncomfortable. So if a woman walks in and she's really nervous about her exam, I think the best thing she can do is say it upright to your doctor. Say up front, hey, doc, you know, I'm really nervous about this exam. And I can assure you that all the physicians, all the gynecologists will take a moment, will sit down, talk to them, try to figure out why she's so uncomfortable. She can tell us if she wants to. If she doesn't want to give us the details, that's fine. All she has to tell us that she's nervous. And we'll make an effort to make sure that she's comfortable before we start the examination. And also to let her know that she's in control. She can stop the exam anytime she wants. She can say no to some certain things that she doesn't like anytime she wants. And I think once you let the patient know that, once the patient knows that she's in control, I think that helps her relax. And I'm sure there are some women who feel more comfortable with a female gynecologist, but they should trust anyone who's providing them that care. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, I, I do not believe that a female gynecologist is any better than a male gynecologist. Um, there is a perception that I think more is because it's such an intimate exam and yes. some women are not comfortable, you know, being in that position with, a, so to say, a male. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I don't think the quality of um, the the exam or the, you know, the care that's given either by a male or a female is any different. A good doctor is a good doctor. A good doctor is a good doctor. Regardless. Regardless. Regardless, correct. correct. Uh, you've been doing this a number of years. Yes. What are some of the breakthroughs, the advancements, the great things that have happened in gynecological care that you've seen during your career? So, I mean, obviously over the years we've seen a huge improvement in the way diagnosis is made, whether it's by radiology, whether uh, it's surgical, you know, there's such fantastic endoscopic instruments that are available now, uh, whether there's just medical treatment, uh, uh, laparoscopic and hysteroscopic uh, surgeries have replaced the way we used to operate before. Nowadays, everything is done by the keyhole surgery. Mm -hmm. Very you know? small. Very, Very small, small incisions. We can take uteruses out with three small incisions, send the patient home in, in, in four hours. Uh, something that was unheard of uh, you know, a few years ago when the patient had to spend four, three to four days in the hospital with a large incision on the belly. So. I, I had robotic prostatectomy 10 years ago, and I am still amazed yes. by how small the incision was and how quickly I recovered from that surgery. Absolutely. It's a medicine is absolutely amazing. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. amazing. And I think days. what is really driving it is also the patients are so much more informed. Yes, and uh, with the social media and the fact that so much is available in the over the internet, they are demanding that they are you know have access to that new technology, which always spurs us into learning that new technology so that we can offer it to the patients. And I think too that patients don't want that four or five day stay Absolutely in the hospital not. any longer. And Absolutely. if you can be. With, with my surgery, in and out in 23 hours. Absolutely. And we send patients after doing a hysterectomy in four hours. Come yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's remarkable. Absolutely. It is absolutely remarkable. It, within the field of gynecology, I know there are certain areas that some doctors focus on or specialize in. Do you have those that you work with, those areas that you enjoy more than others? Uh, no, actually, I love the whole um, aspect of OBGYN. I love dealing with pregnant women. Uh, obviously, you know, being the physician, when we share offices with midwives, we tend to see more high-risk uh, pregnancies, and I love that. I love to be able to identify, prevent, treat, you know, 
so that we have a great outcome, both mother and baby. And I love the GYN side. I love doing surgery. I love treating women and making them feel better. There's nothing better than when a patient comes to you in so much pain and then you know, you treat her whether surgically or medically and then she comes back and she's got this big smile and she's like absolutely feeling fantastic and she's like, why didn't I do this before? Mm -hmm. And I think that makes your day every time. Yeah, or she comes back and she's got this wonderful little baby. That absolutely, she <laughs> absolutely. And she said, do you remember? Oh, you see her after like 10 years and she's like, do you remember you delivered me? And then she'll show you the picture of that child and you're like, oh, wow, gorgeous. Oh my God, I'm growing old. <laughs> <laughs> With so much going on in medicine these days and, and things changing very rapidly, as we mentioned, minimally invasive surgery to robotic surgery, how do you stay up on, on all of the latest trends in technology and, and more equally as important, the research that goes into being a physician? So, Roger, you have to understand medicine is changing so fast that if you don't keep up, you're left behind. So you're literally reading your journals, um, you're reading your emails. A lot of times you get emails from different um, American societies that are sending you all this information. You meet um, drug reps who come up, introduce new drugs to you. Um, you get to go to CMEs. You go to conferences. You learn uh, new things. You can also take courses. And when a new technology comes, a new surgical technology, usually, you know, we like to go and take some courses so that we know exactly how to use the instrument and how to properly use that technology so that we are doing a good job with those things. If I could take you back to being that 16-year-old girl in India again, and I told you, you can change your career. You've been through this. You know what it's like. Is Would there be anything else you'd ever want to do than, than what you're doing now? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think I would choose being an OBGYN and Really, just OBGYN. I don't think I could do internal medicine or any other subject. I think I would choose this. It's a beautiful blend of medicine and surgery. You get to do medicine, you get to do surgery. So, I mean, it's a fantastic um, combination of both. Yeah, we'll get you out of here on this one, Dr. Gupta. Women who've been watching the show hopefully have gained some good knowledge and information from the two of us. What parting thought would you like to leave them with when it comes to taking care of themselves? I want to tell them that they are as important as every other member in their, in their family and that prevention is better than cure. Uh, so do not be scared. Come see us. We'll take care of you. We'll treat you as family members. We'll guide you and put you on the correct path and make you make sure that you are healthy for a long, long time. Dr. Alpha Gupta of Tidal Health OBGYN, thanks so much for being on the podcast with us today. Great to see you. Great to meet you. Yes. And I love to hear all of that excitement in your voice about uh, gynecology and, and the career path that you have chosen. So thanks for being a member of this team as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And that will do it for this edition of Title Health on Point. If you have an idea for an upcoming show that you'd like us to do, I would love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can do that. You can always call me. That's really the old-fashioned way at 410-543-7142. That gets you directly into my office. Or if you'd like to send me an email, it's roger.fallabout at titlehealth.org. We want to hear your ideas for upcoming shows, so please let us know. Dr. Gupta, thanks again for being with us. And thank you so much for watching or for listening. And we'll see you again on the next edition of Title Health on Point. Thank you.